So, so everyone, uh, who's ready for Thursday Night Football? Who's ready for Week 9? We have your Week 8 recap for you coming up next on Lower Own Friends Inside the NFL, which starts right now. friends inside the NFL. I am your host, Loro, and today we have your week eight recap for you, and we got your week nine preview coming your way. So, Ben, how's it going? And I hope you're enjoying election day. Hi, Loro. Um, I hope you're doing well. Um, looking forward to the game tonight. Honestly, it's been a pretty stressful week with the election stuff, so honestly, I'm trying to just keep my mind off of it for you know, it seems to be a while now. So, um, honestly, football is something that I might want to watch tonight, which I did last night. The election stuff's great for me here and there, but just, like, for me to watch it like, constantly during the whole entire day, it just stresses me a lot out, personally. Uh, but I uh, hope you are enjoying the election stuff and uh, looking forward to uh, talking with you about the, the football coming up this weekend. Uh, there's been lots of positive t- uh, tests and cases with a couple teams that's going on this week and then obviously uh, looking forward to talking about how last week kind of went as well yeah so we'll talk about first up we're going to talk more about this tomorrow on our Patriots talk show please be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern 2 p.m. Pacific just want to get that out there as the Bills defeat the Patriots 24-21 on a Cam Newton fumble what a what an unfortunate ending yeah, it it, look, it was a very unfortunate ending. Uh, just the matter of the Patriots really could have stolen that game away. Uh, as as we talked last week, uh, you know for sure we thought that it would come down to a final drive, final play, and unfortunately it came down to a final play where it turned out to get the Patriots a loss in a crucial game. Uh, I thought Cam overall played decent. You know, gave them a good chance enough to win uh, with. You know, Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry both being out your top two receivers, and you had to rely on other guys to step up. Um, I'm really liking how Jacoby Myers is really filling in that role. And, uh, you know, so, so he's, he was able to get some uh, points, and especially the running game, I thought 
really bursted out. We talked about the running game before on Friday Night Patriots uh, previous to the Buffalo week. So, uh, you know, you definitely to see a lot of good things. I thought the running game defense continues to struggle uh, against a Buffalo team that really was more of a pass heavy, but they really well, they really adjusted. Um, Josh Allen didn't have to do a whole lot. And the fact that he didn't have to when the Buffalo still won just comes to the matter of you're in that game. Um, it just turned turn out the way uh, you wanted to, but it gives you a lot of hope in terms of how the rest of the season can go because they struggled the last several weeks before then, just trying to get touchdowns and conversions. And I thought that you saw kind of a lot of what happened with week two a little bit um, in that Buffalo game. It was very unfortunate, but uh, obviously you have to just put that one aside and you have to focus on just trying to get a win. And win. I think a lot of Patriot players – aren't giving up just yet. Yeah, they're not giving up just yet. So with that being said, let's talk. The next thing we're going to talk about next, we'll talk about Patriots Jets in just a minute, but also we'll, we'll talk about more about the Patriots Jets game on our Patriots talk show tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk, talk about tomorrow. Uh, and I'll, I'll be, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow night about it just because I'll, I'm going to be uh, out of town. I, I believe tomorrow. So um, just or maybe we could reschedule we could talk about it on off the air um, after this is over. But presumably we will definitely be able to talk about the Patriots Jets before their game on Monday night. Yeah, we'll do Patriots talk maybe Monday on our podcast. Yeah, mon- Monday actually sounds good, too. That, that's obviously a good idea because because um, the Monday night game, we could recap how some of the Sunday Sunday games went. Uh, kind of a, a pre preview of Lower and Friends uh, from from next week. We'll kind of do a little bit of it earlier, I guess, in the week, and then uh, talk about the. Well, because I'm we're, we're going to reschedule Patriots talk for Monday, and then next week we'll still do Lower and Friends, so that when we do our Week Nine recap, we'll to recap Patriots Jets then. No, okay, okay, that sounds good. So we can we can just do it that way as well. Yeah, so just Monday, it's just all AFCE stuff. All right, awesome. Looking forward to it. So the next game we'll talk about is the Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa's NFL debut. He beat the L.A. Rams. Yeah, uh, I thought, you know, we talked about it. I thought Tua would have overall. And... He only threw 93 games. best game but I think that you know the fact that there was sort of a win even though that he didn't have his best game kind of shows that um, a lot of players are hopeful that he can you know start something new and obviously going against a really good uh, Rams defense is a really good challenge for him and a good learning lesson so I think that you know he could bounce off of kind of what he thinks is not probably his best opening performance but he obviously realizes that, you know, it's a big transition going from one to the other of college to the NFL. So I think with things being the way it is, I think that uh, he'll definitely progress over time. I think that. You know, yeah, it was a very special one for him. But I, although that two is starting, I mean, this shows that he's the quarterback of the future for the Miami Dolphins. Right. Yeah, I think that Brian Flores now kind of, is coming to a conclusion that Fitzpatrick won't get the job back no matter where they stand and how he's been playing. 
So with that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, gets swirled around in the off season. Depending on you know what his contract looks like, wouldn't surprise me to see him go to a team that might need some quarterback help. Um, and uh, obviously we could f- figure out what happens to that. If you know, he's also willing to take a backup role, it just obviously wouldn't surprise. Who are you talking about, Fitzpatrick? It becomes a backup, but I think he. Right, yeah, but I think personally he wants to be a starter somewhere. Um, you know, maybe you know I'll just flood out a couple teams that might come to mind. If Matt Ryanson leaves to go to a team with like Kyle Shanahan, maybe he, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick go to a team like Atlanta, or maybe you know depending on how Dak Prescott is in terms of his recovery, maybe he could go to Dallas. I mean, if he went to Dallas now, I think it would be really good for them. Um, but obviously that's a story for another day. So, you know, and then there, there's also like a team, you know, maybe the Washington football team where they obviously are looking for quarterback help. So, you know, Fitzpatrick obviously could be a name to look out for that for a team that might need it. Um, he's a really good guy in the locker room. The team has been around, you know, you know, it surprised me too if the Pats might take a look at him in the offseason. Um, potentially. As I think Fitzpatrick back- stays as a backup in Miami. What's that? I think Ryan Fitzpatrick stays in Miami, so we'll save that for a different subject as we'll talk about that more in the uh, offseason. So, so anyways, it was a special one for the Dolphins. But the next game we'll talk about is the Denver Broncos come from behind to beat the Chargers 31-30. to So, I'll tell you what, Justin Herbert's the real deal. The Chargers' offense is a bright spot, but the Chargers' defense has to get it going. (laughs) I tell you, man, I, uh, you know, I, I looked at the score. I was out to dinner on Sunday night, and I looked at the score, and I'm like, okay, they have a good amount of, you know, the lead. Uh, playing Denver, a team that was, you know, kind of trying to find their identity. And I'll tell you what, uh, they just don't know how to close games out. I'm not saying they're kind of similar what the Falcons are, but they kind of are this year in terms of the fact of they've had four games, um, you know, that they've been up by like 17 points or whatever and they haven't been able to close uh i think you know they they do know that herbert is the guy and he's the guy herbert is legit um from every pass that i've seen a lot of the times he has great arc great touch uh he can make the big time throws he can make the stuff underneath i'm really looking forward to, to have uh for the patriots to see how they do against him because i think that he will be a good challenge but um just their, their coaching and just their decision-making and just the fact that they can't close games out is just very unfortunate because if they're able to finish games out well, you could look at instead of like a 2-5, and 2-6 and six team, you could look at them and potentially the postseason hunt uh, because they've basically been in there for all of them. Uh, you also have to give credit enough to Drew Locke and the Broncos. Uh, you know, for them to stay with it, I thought that Drew Locke, I think a lot of people out in the Broncos uh, area kind of – just don't know in terms of how he's going to be um, in terms of quarterback. And I think he really showed to people that uh, he couldn't, he could be really good, but uh, I think he's, it's obviously going to take him some more time than other quarterbacks. Uh, and I think that as long as he can get himself going team, I mean, he's up for the future for the in Denver. So uh, it was a really good entertaining finish. Uh, I obviously didn't see it. Um, you know, on my TV or whatever, but I saw the highlight of the ending and obviously a wild finish to that game. 
So with that being said, uh, you know, both teams, I think, are, are going to have great quarterbacks in the future. But I think it's going to come down to that division of you're still up against the best team potentially in the AFC, and that's Kansas City. Yeah, you're right. Can't. Kansas City is the best team in that division, that's for sure. So, with that being said, let's talk about next is our top five wide receivers through eight weeks of the 2020 season. So, I'm going to start with my list. So, we got DeAndre Hopkins, number one, Amari Cooper, number two, Stephon Diggs, number three, Tyler Lockett, number four. And number five for me is DJ, DK Metcalf. I slipped almost a DJ. It's DK Metcalf. Uh, I would say my number one. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, number two, Julio Jones, uh, number three, uh, DK Metcalf, number four, I'd say DJ Moore, Carolina, and then number five, I'd probably go Stephon Diggs or Amari Cooper. Why is that? Why is that? Uh, because I. Why did What's you? That? Why would you choose that? As yeah. List? Um, I think that Moore is 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 kind of an underrated type player for that Panthers team. I think he deserves yep. to be in up there uh, with some of the better uh, players right now. Um, but D- Diggs is a really good option. He's done really well, and then Cooper, I think, is he's lost a little bit in the step because he doesn't have Dak with him. But I think he's still done well. Um, now, I'm really interested to see how Antonio Brown does with the Buccaneers with Tom Brady. Yeah, same here. So, with that being said, uh, so that being said, everybody, now let's go to our Thursday Night Football preview. The Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers take on a depleted San Francisco 49ers team. So, we're not going to talk about this game that much, but I picked the Green Bay Packers to win today. I do too. Uh, I wish that the Niners were fully healthy. I think they're a really fun team when they're fully healthy. Um, obviously, love Jimmy G as a QB, Kittle, one of my favorite tight ends, and then just their complementary pieces: Ayuk, Samuel, uh, and you know a bunch of guys are just banged and banged up and, and hurt. So with that being said, it, it's just going to be really tough, I think, for the Niners to stick up with the high-powered offense that Aaron Rodgers has. It's a homecoming because Rodgers is from California. So that yeah, you're right. It's a, it is a homecoming um, game for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, think about this. The Niners don't have – pretty much all their starters, even some of their offensive linemen. They don't have Jimmy G. They don't have Raheem Mostert. They don't have uh, Ayuk. They don't have Samuel. They don't have Trent Williams on the line tonight, I believe. So if, if you basically have all your offense out, I mean, you're pretty much left with a lot of second strainers and practice squad players. And, you know, uh, I'm not sure in terms of how the Packers defense is, but it, it really is – it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because it's just not going to be the same, I think, on paper. Mullins, I think, has potential, but I think that you also have to kind of see, too, uh, of what he has around him. And I know that um, Kevin White, actually, he used to be a, a star, potential star pick in Chicago. He might play tonight as a practice squad player for the Niners, so he might do something, but 
I just don't know. Um, they're just not going to be the same team. So I'm going with the Packers. Packers. Yeah, you're right about that. So now the next game we're going to talk about a Sunday Night Football, Brady versus Breeze. It's going to be a heavyweight in the NFL on Sunday Night Football. But I am going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win by three. Yeah. Sunday. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to this game, not just because Brady and you know his, his how his team's been doing, um, and I, I just I'm just I'm really curious to see how all all the players do together. I'm really curious to see about AB because we know that in New England for that one game it looked like they had something special going on the connection between Tom and, and Antonio. So uh, I'm not expecting probably Antonio to play the whole entire game. You know, maybe Aaron's might give him a couple snaps uh, because I know that they love to throw downfield. You saw a couple shots on the game Monday where the uh, Giants actually played pretty good defense on Brady, and he started to get rattled a little bit, and then he started to hit more in the second half. He started to hit, you know, a lot better of his throws and kind of more uh, seam passes. But uh, I'm really looking at a lot of that offense from Tampa. Um, I think that they learned a lot from week one. Uh, you know, they, they didn't have much in terms of offseason practice time, so I thought Brady – kind of in his first game, you know, not to make any excuse or anything, but I think that he was kind of trying to figure out the guys, how they run their routes, because Brady's a quarterback that just is all about timing. And once he knows that the, the, the guys around him could just get their timing down, it, it just makes the job a lot easier. And with the fact of the way he's been playing, uh, he hasn't been turning the ball over as, as crazy as he used to be earlier on the season. Um, Brady, Brady's been really in the zone. Now, I'm just uh, interested to see how him and Antonio just mesh um, because it's going to probably take some time. But I think that um, Antonio's, you know, off-season work, I think he might be turning into a different player in terms of emotionally. I think Brady's really starting to get into his head more. I think that also just motivates Antonio to just be the best guy he can be. Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. So and Also, too, sorry to cut you off. I was going to say, that the score for the Bucks is going to be close, like you mentioned. Um, I think the Saints are going to be able to put points on the board, but I think that the Bucks at times are able to make crucial stops. You saw the crucial stop in two-point conversion on, on Monday. I mean, they, they've made crucial timely plays. I know they almost gave that game up uh, on Monday, but they have a couple guys, Levante David. Their defense is really good against the run. Um, you also have to think about what, what the heck, what's the deal with Michael Thomas? Uh, because the guy hasn't been able to stay on the field. And him and Manuel Sanders, kind of your, your top two guys, I mean, there's so much that Breeze can do with the other guys. I think he's done well the last couple of weeks, but it's going to be tough against a Bucks defense that's really starting to kind of get things going. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, uh, the next thing we're going to talk about next is our Patriots taking on the New York Jets. So – Let's talk about here. I mean, I got to say that this is going to be a, a game that we all know that we are going to expect to happen. I mean, expect the Patriots to come out on top. Well, you just hope. I mean, the the, the Patriots, if, if, if there's any week that you could try to kickstart a potential turnaround to your season, yes, they have to face – the Ravens the following week, and we obviously we could talk about Baltimore next week. That's going to be, you know, a crazy big challenge that might not be in the Pats' favor by any means. But, you know, if you want to get a win going, kind of start believing in the players because they still have belief regardless of where their record is. This is a week to do it. Um, 
you know, I think that the second half of last game against Buffalo, you could definitely take some film and sample that uh, to kind of get to the get to uh, game Monday. But lower as as I've been saying about the several week last couple games, the Patriots in the first quarters and their starts have been very very lousy, and it's going to catch up to them over time that if they continue to play really bad football and keep falling behind, it's going to be hard for them to continuously, you know, come back. I mean, they're, they're not a team, I think, that we've seen on paper that really is able to come back in these games. They've been close. But I think that for those team to succeed, you need to get more leads. And I think that for a team like the Jets, who've been only averaging – you know, 10 points, 15 points a game, you should be able to score. You should be able to find ways to score in this, on this on this defense. I know Greg Williams knows the Patriots team, but um, you should be able to take advantage of this team for sure. Um, they're, they're a whole mess. The Jets are. They're, they're wanting to number one pick, which they probably will. And, uh, you know, and there really is no excuse to pull a no-show in a game where you really expected to win potentially by a couple scores if you play really well. Oh, you're absolutely right about that. So, with that being said, uh, let's. I say the Patriots win by 20 over the Jets or even more. I'm going to go with uh, they win by 10. I think it would be like a 23-13 type game for the Patriots. I think that, you know, overall I think Cam might be able to play like he did last game. You just get a couple scores. Your defense is able to hold them. They don't have a ton of offensive threats. know, kind of a deep threat, but you take kind of – and listen, I think the Bills' offense overall is a lot better than the Jets are. And overall, besides the the running game from the Bills, they really didn't attack – they really didn't get after the Patriots' defense a whole lot. I mean, yes, Diggs had – you know, his sharp was expected, but easily three catches. So, if, if that's being said for the Jets, I mean – you know, Mims and, you know, they might have Crowder back. He's been decent, but they they, they, they definitely have a lot of questions. I mean, they take a lot of good shots down the um, They took a couple of decent but they kind of had. They get, they, so, I mean, pressure on their offensive line because I, um, and, you know, they have a couple guys on the second stage, but, it's all about just holding on to the football and protecting the football. If they keep the football and hold on to it, play clean football, you should win. Yes, absolutely. So let's now talk about our locks and upsets of week nine. So my lock of the week is Steelers over Cowboys. And my upset special of the week is the Chargers coming into Las Vegas to beat the Raiders. Go ahead, Ben. You still there? I'm gonna go with. Um, yeah, I'm just saying that those. That's my lock and upset of the week: Steelers over Cowboys and Chargers over Raiders. What do you think, man? Those picks. I really think that both are, are very uh, doable. Um, let me take a look. Uh, my lock. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs over the Panthers. And then my upset, um, I mean, I could see the, I mean, because the Bills, 
are six and two, but they they aren't favored to beat the Seahawks team. I could see that potentially as an upset. I mean, a lot of these games that you could, I mean, I guess the Panthers over the Chiefs. I mean, because Panthers are three and five. Um, uh, let me see. Maybe the Dolphins over the Cardinals. Maybe, that might be my upset. I think Tua uh, over Kyler Murray uh, would be my upset pick. So, the Dolphins, Cardinals, and then my lock would be the uh, the Chiefs or the Panthers. All right. So, the next game we're going to talk about next here is so, – so, that being said, now let's – Let's uh, now talk about. Uh, so that the game we're going to talk about next is uh, let's let's also talk about here is our rest of our week nine picks. So let's start with Giants over Washington football team. It was a heartbreaking loss for the Giants, but at the same time, uh, the Giants are looking to bounce back and beat the Washington football team. But I have the. New York football giants beating the Washington football team today. I do too. I think that the shows, I know it's not great whatsoever, but you definitely have to see how the last weeks with that team, they've been playing really hard, extremely hard for coach and Joe judge that I think is their future coach. Uh, and then you're playing a Washington football team where the giants have already won, uh, already played and won. If it wasn't for the Washington team, the game probably would have been tied to go to OT. But uh, these two teams are pretty evenly overall matched. And with John, they've been playing the last several weeks and playing hard. So I think Daniels is due for a really good game. Uh, I just think that as long as he just holds on to football, his fumbles, he makes just a couple, uh, you know, plays at the end last game. He could have won. So. I'm going with the Giants, though. The Washington. Yeah. So that being said, so that being said, ladies and gentlemen, now let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about now is uh, who's winning and who do you like between the Titans over the Bears? I picked the Tennessee Titans to win today. Uh, I'm going with the Titans too. I think the Titans have slipped a little bit. You know, they played it. A Cincy team that I thought they'd be heavily favored in. Uh, Joe Burrow played extremely well last game, and he's played great football uh, in Cincy lately. But um, against the Bears defense, that's pretty good. Uh, I, I do like the, the Titans in this game. Uh, they played really good football, really tough football at home. So I think I really like my chances if you're the Titans and I'm picking the Titans. All right, so let's talk. The next game we're going to talk about next is uh, the ch- who's who's winning between the Chiefs and the Panthers, and that's your lock of the week. I say the Chiefs beat the Panthers. I go with the Chiefs. Too. I, Panthers are really young, up and coming team, but you're going to their head. You're going to a place um, where the Chiefs just play on football. The Panthers are just at that step yet in terms of kind of that caliber of a team like Kansas City. So. Uh, with that being said, it could be a close game, you know, for a while, but I think the Chiefs will pull away. They just have too much firepower in the way that they're. 
Was that? Too much firepower at the end of the day, so that's why I'm picking them to win. All right, so the next game we're going to talk about next is the Chiefs, over the, the Jaguars playing the Texans. I picked the Houston Texans to win today, to win uh, to win over the, uh, what you would call this? To win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's no excuse for the Texans this, this time around. I mean, the Texans uh, did keep a lot of their receivers at the trade deadline, which I was kind of shocked about, especially Will Fuller and kind of those swirlings. So, with that being said, I think that um, the Texans should be able to throw the football quite a bit against a very young uh, Jacksonville team defensively. So I think he's going to be able to get himself in the end zone a couple of times on Sunday. Yeah, so now with that being said, let's talk, let's talk about the next thing we're going to talk about next is uh, the next – game we're going to talk about next is the uh, the Ravens playing the Colts, so I picked the Baltimore Ravens to beat Phillip Rivers and the Colts. I did too. I mean, it is an indeed. The Colts are uh, underrated, I'd say, as a team. Uh, but with that being said, I think the Ravens to Indianapolis and uh, win this game. I think it's going to be a close game. But uh, I think when it comes to the end, I think that the Ravens are kind of upset with the way things went against the Steelers last game. They're pretty much pretty much of potentially winning it. So I think they're going to use a lot of the motivation to win on the Chiefs. I mean, I mean on the Colts. All right. So now that being said, let's talk about who's going to win between the Seahawks over the Bills. I picked the Seattle Seahawks to beat Buffalo. I'm going to the Seahawks, too. I really thought that the Bills' defense, if you wore them down in the running game, and with the fact is the Seahawks have a lot of weapons that they can that they use at their disposal, um, that they've used a lot lately, Metcalf and and uh, Lockett, and, you know, they have other guys, too, that, that uh, Wilson loves to use. Uh, if they can keep themselves, you know, cooking, uh, Russ keeps on playing good football, I think that they'll go into Buffalo in this game. Absolutely. So the next thing we're going to talk about next is. uh, So let's talk about the next thing we're going to talk about next is. uh, The next game we're going to talk about next is the Falcons taking on the Broncos. So I pick Atlanta to win just because I really feel like Matt Ryan is looking to start bouncing back. Uh, I'm going with the Denver actually in this game. Uh, I think that. The Falcons are a decent team, but they're a team where they barely win. Like, they, they haven't shown to me that they're a complete team uh, for four quarters. I think that Denver has proven at times where that they're just a very young, gritty group, and I think that they have shown me more. Uh, to me that I think that they're going to be able to go into Atlanta and win this game. Yes, absolutely. Now let's talk about who's going to win between uh, the Cardinals over the Dolphins. I pick Kyler Murray and the Cardinals to win. With the Dolphins on the soft set. I really like the team, but I think that uh, Tua Tagovailoa will make a better game 
this week as he did last game, even though they won. Uh, I think that uh, Devontae Parker is going to have a good game. Gusecki is going to be used. Uh, they're going to be able to use a lot of their guys. Arizona, um, I really like you know Hopkins and the way that he's been playing, obviously. Uh, Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake. So they have a lot of good players. But I, I'm going with uh, Miami to go in and win. All right. So now let's talk about who's going to win between uh... – so, who do you pick between the Cowboys and Steelers? Steelers in a blowout. Me and me close. What about Chargers and Raiders? Uh, the Raiders. Um, I, I think that that Derek Carr had a good win last game. Uh, he's been playing decent football, as I've been saying. I think a lot of people don't give Carr enough credit um, because you know they they have their guys healthy. Uh, as long as they just get their guys healthy, their their lines intact, they can get points on the board. I just think that their their defense is very inconsistent. It's here and there, come and go. Uh, but I think that they match up well against the Chargers. Chargers have been ha- having a hard time to uh, finish games, so I think that the Raiders have the edge in that game. And then the Steelers Cowboys. I just think the Steelers are just going to go in and, and and win by a couple touchdowns. Uh, the Cowboys have been finding, have had a hard time to score points. Uh, and obviously with no quarterback, uh, it's just going to be tough to uh, catch up with a high-powered team. And the way that Big Ben's been playing, too, I just think that he's just going to be too much to handle. Yeah, you're right. So I think it's going to be too much to handle there. So anyways, with that being said, everybody, have a great day. And Ben, I'll see you on Monday for Patriots Talk. Talking with you next time. You said Monday, correct? Yes. All right. Looking forward to talking to you Monday. Bringing the Pats uh, Jets game. Uh, can't wait for the Pats. Hopefully, get on top. Said last couple of weeks. Lower on friends uh, today. And uh, thank you for having me once again. And, we'll talk- and then we'll have lower on friends next week, too. Yeah, we'll talk, talk then, Laura. And uh, have a good rest of the day. Have a good weekend ahead.